So go to Joshua chapter 14. And when you get to Joshua chapter 14, I want you to go with me. Let's go to from the verse number six all the way to the verse number 12. I should say that the Lord bless those of you who are connecting from Ghana tonight. The Lord increase your strength in Jesus' mighty name. So in Joshua, the chapter number 14, when you read from the verse number six, you will see it says, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, He said unto who? He said unto Joshua, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me, and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Amen? Amen. So, Caleb went to Joshua and reminded Joshua that Joshua, for you know, and you were there. Well, in case you have forgotten, I am trying to remind you of what Moses, the man of God, our shepherd, our prophet, said concerning me and you in Kadeshbania. Verse 7, he says, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadeshbania to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my what? In my heart. I hope you are paying attention. So I was 40 years when he sent me to go and spy on the land. And when I came back, I brought him a word as it was in my heart. Oh my goodness. Listen, whatever is in your heart is important. It would determine how far you will go. Mm. As a man thinketh, so is he. Whatever you carry in your heart, that is what will take you. I'm telling you, there are people who are suffering from cancer. They are suffering from all manner of disease because all that they are carrying in them is hatred. And they are carrying anger. They are carrying pains from 10 years ago. That is what is in their heart. But whatever is in your heart is what you will become. But tonight I am praying for somebody that has been harboring and been carrying some pain, been carrying some anger and all those things to cast it down, leave it at the feet of Jesus. Cast all of your burdens upon me, for I care for you. He said in First Peter, the chapter number five, you need to cast it down. For what is in your heart is what will manifest or what you show forth. Are you mm. following me, somebody? Yes. <laughs> Tonight, I want you to be blessed. You see, I want you to get the word. When you get the word and you stand upon it, the word is like wheels. It will carry you further and further. Where, what food cannot take you to or where food cannot take you to, the word can take you there. Amen. What music cannot take you to, uh, the word will take you there. What gossip and what other things uh, cannot take you, what money, where money can it, cannot take you, the word of God will be able to take you there. Uh, it is by the word that the words were framed. 
the word came to being by the word and so if you will take the word you will see that the word will build you up it will give you an inheritance it is called the word of grace it will give you an inheritance it will give you that which others cannot have it will give you what others cannot have. Give me the word and take all other things. For the word is life. The word is medicine unto them that are sick. Amen. So I brought the word as it was in my heart. The verse number eight. It says, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Goodness. And so my brethren that went with me they brought a word that made the heart of the people met when Caleb was making the heart of others stand stronger and be bold some were bringing words in their heart that was what words of defeat words of discouragement words of pain words of anger that is what the brethren brought unto the people. He says what? But I wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 9. And Moses swore on that day. My goodness. He says what? And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land whereon thy foot have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever. Because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Oh my goodness. Here Moses swore and said that the land that your foot has treaded upon, that land it shall be yours and your children's inheritance. Why? Because you have followed the Lord my God. Nobody ever follows the word of God. Nobody ever follows God and become disappointed. Nobody ever follows God holy because the word there is holy. Holy and becomes disappointed. Unless, of course, you, you follow him in, uh, uh, you know, uh, partly or you follow him in bits and in pieces. But if you will follow this God, holy just like abraham he followed and believed holy and then the lord performed that which he had promised abraham that land shall be yours that land that you have trodden upon your foot stood upon that land that land shall be yours if your foot only step on that land and you believe in this God, then that land will be yours. If you are standing at the entrance of marriage and say, I am about to step on this grounds called marriage and this shall be mine, then let me speak to you. As sure as my God lives, that thing called marriage, the land of marriage, it shall be yours and you shall receive the benefits of it. Amen. Verse 10. It says, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, my goodness, the Lord has kept me alive. Caleb appreciated life. He appreciated, he appreciated the importance of being kept alive. The promise 
of God, it is there for you. Now, because God has made the promise, he will keep you alive for you to experience, for you to enter into your promise and to enter into your rest until that promise has come to pass. Oh, child of God, let me speak to you and say that you will not exit the face of the earth because that promise, it is for an appointed time. That vision God showed you, it is for an appointed time. Until it manifested, my God will not kill you. Man will try. Women will try. People will try. They will try to take you out. They will knock you down. But the grace of God will be sufficient to sustain you until you have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, you will not exit the face of the earth until you have carried your own child and said, this is my daughter. You will not exit the face of the earth. Is that anything too hard for my God? You are only about 43. Don't worry about it. For God is able to do all things. For God is able to bring the impossible to a place of possibility. Don't dare quit on this God. Just hold on to this God. Amen. He says, for you've kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years. Ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now I am this day four score and five years old. I am 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in that day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength. I pray for somebody. May your strength never fail. Amen. May your strength never fail. May your feet never grow weary in the things of God. As you stand in the Lord, may your feet never wobble. For many have come to Christ and their feet have become so wobbly. Many have left. Many have collapsed and said, I am tired. I have heard the name Jesus several times. They have prophesied. They have laid their hands. They have said so many things to me. I have not seen any I am tired. I am giving out. I pray for you. May you not give up somebody. For the enemy is the one that is tempting you. The enemy is blurring you in. He is pulling you little by little. He is giving you a rope for you to say, oh, there is no God. Even Jesus is a made up name. Even the church is corrupt. The enemy is putting all manner of words into your mind. All manner of words into your heart. All manner of words into your mouth. They are telling you, don't mind the man of God. They are telling you, don't believe this. Don't believe that. And the moment you fall for this trap, the enemy will ensnare you. The enemy will ensnare you and kill you. But the moment you cross over onto the other side and you enter into some darkness where the only light you need is Jesus, but that light you disregarded, you disrespected that light. There is where you will see. But I pray for somebody that the Lord will show you mercy, that you will repent unto this God and repent and say, Lord, have mercy on me, for I have sinned. Just like the prodigal son returned 
and say, Papa, I was seeing it, but I sinned. But here I have come again. Show me mercy, oh God. Show me mercy. May you not get ready. May you not lose your strength in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. Man. The last breath. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. At the May you say the name of the Lord. It's a strong power. The righteous will run into it and they are saying, I have run into this name. I've run into this tongue tower. There is no other tower like the name Jesus. There is no other tower like the tower of God. I have run to it and now I am saved. I may not have 100,000 in my account, but I have the Lord. He is with me. Every day he supplies. Every day he carries me along. There has never been a moment I am begging before I eat because my God he will strengthen me. He will supply. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. My strength was then. Even so is my strength now. For war, but to go out and to come in. Now the verse number 12 is what is important. And I want you to understand. This is what everything hinges on. He says that what? Now therefore, give me this mountain. Where of the Lord spake in that day for thou heardest in that day how the anakims were there and that the cities were great and friends if so be the lord will be with me this guy understands the importance of recognizing and totally depending on God and said, Lord, I cannot do this by myself, but it is your help that I need. Any cares be any man that trusts upon the arm of the flesh, for the arm of the flesh will fail him, but the righteous right arm of God, it shall save him, it shall deliver him. It shall deliver. Learn to totally believe. Learn to totally trust. I said at the beginning of the year, I said, as for me, this year, I am moving in this life like a blind man. I am moving like a blind man. I don't want to look on the left or to the right. Because if I look at somebody's face, I'm be disappointed. I may be discouraged. I may be stopped in my tracks. So I am putting a blind ear and my eyes are shut. And I I am perceiving, I am imagining my God leading me step by step, little by little, and taking me to the higher ground, and taking me to the mountain he has promised me, he has promised, and he will never fail me. The word is that he is faithful, and he's forever sure. His truth and his justice, they remain the same. Never has he lied once. And I never ever think that this God will ever lie. Hmm. He never lied to Abraham. Never did he lie to Moses. How would he lie to me? Why would he lie to me? I have no reason to doubt this God. This God is the same yesterday. Yes, we promise they are here and they are amen. Wow. Wow. somebody is receiving tonight Amen. let me tell you he says now therefore give me this mountain where of the Lord spoke in that day for thou heard in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and it was friends if so be 
the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. The verse 13, And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Somebody, you must possess the mountain. Oftentimes, mountains tend to represent what? Challenges and difficulties. But I, I want you to understand also that mountains also represent what? Higher altitudes and higher levels and opportunities. Mountains also represent what? Higher altitudes, higher levels, and what? Greater opportunities. For God always called people. He called Moses to the mountains. Exodus chapter 2, you will see that he called Moses. Moses was tending to Jethro's, Jethro's uh, uh, livestock. And he saw that there was some fire. There was a bush over there. And he could see fire, but the bush was not burning. And then he said, let me go and see curiosity. So he went. And as he got closer, he heard a voice and said, Moses, unbuckle uh, um, your shoes. For the land there on your standard is a holy ground. The Lord called him on the mountains. And, and there he began to deal with him. So mountains also represent opportunities, also represent higher levels. Abraham was called to the mountains to go and sacrifice his son. He went there to sacrifice, and then the Lord presented unto him a sacrifice worthy of a servant who is faithful and who is loyal. Mountains represent opportunities. Don't you ever see a mountain standing in front of you as a challenger and say, I am backing down, and that I am turning my back against it. Everybody seems to be saying that, oh, you cannot do it. Everybody is writing you off. But what has God said? What has God said? This mountain, you shall conquer the mountain. You shall take that mountain in your hands. If you have a little seed, a little faith, like a master seed, you will tell the mountain to move yonder, and the mountain shall be removed and go yonder into the sea. For tonight, if you are here by virtue of you coming here tonight, and on this holy grounds, I speak and I prophesy as the servant of the Most High God who called me from a place of nothing and has brought me to a place where I can say my God has dealt well with me. May the same God, may he give you a mountain for your inheritance. May he give you a mountain that will change your level. May he give you a mountain that all men will lift up their eyes and look at you on top of the mountain, and they will say, How did this man get to the top of the mountain? How did this sister get to the top of the mountain? Because the Lord is with me, and you will say, It is because the Lord is my helper. I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from nobody, but from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Mountains are opportunities. Don't you dare be afraid of the mountain. The mountain may be steeper, but don't be afraid. So you don't scare me. You don't scare me, mountain. You may be steeper. Oh, there are people who climb mountains and they tell you it is very challenging, but it's also fulfilling when you get to the top of the mountain. 
Hallelujah. I need you to understand that mountains require strength to summit it. Mountains are not for the feeble. Mountains are not for the old or for the people or for those who don't have strength. I'm talking about physical mountains. And so I'm declaring that today, if there is any infirmity, if there is any lameness, spiritual lameness, mm. by the time we finish this one, strength will come uh, in your legs and in your hands. Mm. And Jesus will mm. That mountain uh, that is standing before you, it may be a court situation, it may be an immigration situation, but tonight uh, I say you shall climb uh, that mountain. Amen. You will shock the mountain. The mountain will be hell. How did this God do it? It is the doing of the Lord. And it is marvelous. It is the doing of the Lord. It is marvelous. Your name will change. People will begin to put respect on your name. Because the Lord will deal with you in a way that nobody ever, ever imagined. They wrote you off. Your schoolmates wrote you off. Your friends wrote you off. Your family wrote you off. But as you climb the mountain, as you take that mountain, you will conquer it and you will stand at the top and they will say, how did this one do it? This, it can only be by the doing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Mountains are, mountains are, present one with an advantage. Advantage to be seen and to also see. Amen? I said what? Mountains present you with an advantage to see and to also be seen. Mm -hmm. You know that when you climb, when you stand on the higher ground, you are able to see all the horizon. You are able to see everything that is below. In the same way, when you climb to the mountain, people will see you. They can see you standing on top of the mountain because you are, you've been set apart. You are standing at an altitude that no, it is not, it is not normal. It is not usual for people to get there. So mountains present you with an opportunity for God to unveil you. It's an opportunity for you to also see what God, where God has taken you from and where he has brought you to. And that should be a reminder that you must learn to humble yourself because you were down there you receive an advantage. You were standing on top of the mountain. It is by grace that you are here for you to dwell on that mountain for you to possess that mountain you must learn to be humble because it is an advantage given to you by God mountains provide a solitude place for you to encounter God Bible says Jesus he will submit the mountains and go and seek the face of God and pray in the days of old, people will go and they will build altars on the mountain and sacrifice and present a sacrifice unto God. Even in our day, when you go to Ghana, there are people who go to Achia Mountains, Shai Hills, and all the mountains. People ascend to the mountain to go and seek a place of solitude and pray. The Lord presented the tablet unto Moses on the mountain twice. Moses had to climb. And the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord came down and he wrote the tablet for them. It was a solitude place, a place that you can encounter God. Mountains are a place where you can hear from God. 
what God is telling you to do, how God wants you to, to how God wants you to trust Him and follow Him, how God wants you to what, to direct your life, how God wants you to make sure that you mold your life in the way that is presentable, Him, holy and acceptable unto Him. This. It's the kind, this is mountain. This is the thing that you must desire to possess. I am speaking of mountain, you know, in the physical term, but in the realm of the spirit, you must begin to possess some things. You must begin to possess your dream and your visions. You must possess that job that drive you have inside of you to start that business you must possess it America can scare you because your skin tone can put you at a disadvantage but that is a mountain that you can surmount hallelujah it's a mountain you can climb over there are people who have made millions here from Ghana they are from Ghana they live here they have made it they did not allow that mountains the system to overwhelm them mm. but they pursued her they pushed and pushed and people said oh this place is crowded you cannot make it but yes the Lord said it is a mountain if I give it to you I have given it to you nobody will be able to take it from your hand the Lord will give it unto you and nobody will be able to take it from your hand to possess the mountain, one must not forget the promise. Hallelujah. In Isaiah, the chapter number 43, it says what? Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together so you may be what? You may be justified. So to possess your mountain, you must remember. This is what Caleb did. Caleb remembered what Moses said to him when he was 40 years old. He told him, go and spy on the land. He went and spied on the land. And when he came, Moses said that this land where your foot has trodden upon, that land, it shall be an inheritance unto you and your children's children. And so at age 85, he went, Moses had died and gone. Joshua was not in charge. He went to Joshua and said, Joshua, we have arrived at this land of the, at this promised land. Moses said this to me, and I remember you were standing right there. You heard him, what he said about me. He said, this place shall be mine. The time has come. Let the time has come for me to possess. And so give me this mountain that I and my children, we will possess it. For you to possess, you can never ever forget the promise. The one that gave you the promise. Many people have forgotten what God said about them. The promises God made concerning you. Listen, listen, listen to me. Joseph could not have forgotten that even when he went to prison, he was still trusting God that he would bring him out because he knew what he saw in the vision where he were banished and all his, his sheep were standing and that of his brethren, they were all on the ground. He remembered, child of God, you must learn to remember the promise that is hanging over your life until you begin to recollect that promise about you you will become
become ordinary. The enemy will play with you. The enemy will deal with your mind and tell you you are nobody. Don't forget about it. They told you you, you were married five years ago. Here you are. You are not yet. You are not married. Listen. You have to tell the enemy. The promise of God. They are yea and they are amen. When you it manifests. Even though it tarries, it is for an appointed time. Even though it tarries, it is for an appointed time. What God has said about me, what God has promised me, He will not fail me. He will not fail. I remember what He said concerning me, what He said about me. Today I am walking in the promise. Somebody say, I am a promise. I am the promise. I am walking in the promise. I am walking in the promise. Whoever imagined that we would come from Africa and some the Lord will bless us and make us men of God. And the Lord will honor us in this way. I am the promise. You spoke it. I believe him. I trust him. I always put it to him. Lord, you called me. So what is next? What do you have for me? What you said, I am trusting Anywhere you take me, I will go. Anywhere you speak, I will hear. I will follow because I am remembering your promise. I remember the promise. I cannot forget what you said to me. Remember the promise, child of God. Remember the promise. Remember the promise. Hallelujah. So you remember, you cannot possess. How can you possess something you don't remember? Amen. How can you? Imagine that you go to, you work at a place and they say, bring it, bring in your time sheet. So, so I forgot, you know, I don't remember. You work 40, you work 48 hours. Let's say you work ex extra hours. Let's say 40 hours. But you don't remember. You said, I, remember, I don't remember. They can give you 20, they can give you 20 because that is what, you know, they can cheat you out of it because you don't remember. Remember the promise. So that's so all that what? You may be justified, hallelujah, to possess your mountain you must have one. You must have the mindset of Jacob. In Genesis, the chapter number 32, Jacob had an encounter with the angel and he said unto you, bless me, sir, you will not pass because I know I have sent my family away. I am the only person here standing on this mountaintop at this unholy hour. And you show up here and you say, I should let you go. No, 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 no. You may be a demon or you may be an angel. Whichever way, I have to wrestle with you. And so you must have the mindset of Jacob never to give up. Amen. Never to give up. If you give up, you turn to the middle and you give up, you have lost it. You have not conquered. You must have the mindset of Jacob. You must have the spirit of Caleb. Why you keep on hoping over and over and over, you, you choose hope over fear. You choose hope over fear. Hallelujah. The third thing I need to know is that to, for you to possess your mountain, you must have the faith of Abraham. You need the faith of Abraham to possess that mountain. Bible says in Romans 16 that he believed and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Romans 4, chapter 3. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham believed faith. He kept on. He kept on. Even when his body was failing, he kept on believing and believing. Believing and believing. He, he, he believed. He left. How can somebody just leave his house and go to a land where he knew nobody? He said, I've heard the voice of God. People say you are mad. 
in this day, you say, oh, I've heard. No, 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 no. You didn't hear right. That's what they'll tell you. You didn't hear right. But, but the Lord spoke to me. I heard. He said, no, 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 no. You must be. There's something going on. By faith, Abraham. Hallelujah. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should not rather have received for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 8. Faith is what will take you yonder. It's what will give you, you know, the edge, the advantage to possess. You don't back down. You believe. You believe. You must keep on trusting, man. Trusting, man. And obeying. I believe. I believe. I believe, I believe it may seem hard, but I believe it may seem impossible, but I believe it may seem not doable, but I believe, I believe I will do it. It is possible for the Lord is on my side. I'll believe it. Many have given up. Many have cowered in. The promises hanging over you. You are choosing fear over faith. How is that? How is that? The next thing I need you to know is that sons and daughters possess their inheritance, not vagabonds and bastards. Hallelujah. Amen. I said what? Sons and daughters are those who possess the mountain, not what? Not vagabonds and bastards. It's important. Are you a son or are you a daughter or are you just popping and out? You come and then when you go. Today you are a child of God. Tomorrow you are in the world with them. You are enjoying. Is that what it is? Are you a son or you are a bastard? Or are you a daughter or are you a vagabond? A vagabond cannot inherit, cannot possess the mountains. Ephesians the chapter number one, the verse number 10 and 11. He says that that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Inheritance are for sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Finally, I need you to desist. Refrain from murmuring and complaints. Be humble. Refrain from murmuring and complaint. You will murmur, sir. Complain, complain, complain. Please stop it. Stop it. Come. Just as you are. Be ready to receive of the Lord. For you don't know the hour and the moment. Maybe, maybe at the time of sharing grace is when the Lord will release something unto you. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. They are praying always. They are praying throughout the week. And so what? Stop complaining. Hallelujah. If I backslide, you are the same person who will go and say, someone said, have you heard? Pastor Benji has backslidden. Can you imagine? Stop complaining. So when I am praying right now, please don't mama. When I call you, let us pray, don't mama. For God has something in place for you. Mamas do not obtain or possess the higher ground. Be for the word of God. We are going to stand upon this word of God and pray. 
Hallelujah. They're going to pray in this moment that the set time come. Lord, help me by your spirit now to bring into remembrance the promises you spoke concerning my life and all the promises about my life any that I have forgotten Lord reveal it to me in a dream reveal it to me by, by your word reveal it to me as you pray oh Lord put those promises back in my heart that I may not miss that which is mine that I may not miss my mountain Lord help me by your spirit and to remember the promise for my life to remember the promise for my life to remember that which is mine open your mouth child of god at this moment and begin to pray for you need the holy spirit to help you to remember open your mouth and let us pray in this moment